Welcome to the Next Brave Thing podcast. My name is Ella Hooper, and I believe that breakthrough is on the other side of bravery. This podcast features brave stories, emotional health, and creativity to inspire you to take your next brave step. Today on the Next Brave Thing podcast, I'm joined by the beautiful Carrie Lloyd. She is a journalist, author, speaker, designer, and coach. Her books include The Noble Renaissance, The Virgin Monologues, The Legacy Letters. She's also a podcast host of the Carry On podcast, and she's a foster mom. Today, we talk about the topic of gossip, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Oh, Carrie Lloyd, it's so good to have you on my podcast. Thanks for joining me. It's so lovely to be here. Yes, and you're from England. I love. I think you're my first Brit on the podcast. I know, you should just do, just invite everyone with different accents onto there, because we've got yours and mine. Yes. And people often think we're both probably from the same country. They do. When we're not. Or New Zealand. And or I just South Africa. Get out. How dare yes. you think that I'm from <laughs> No, people will think I'm from England, but yeah. yes, yes. The accent has morphed over my eight years of being here, but I don't, yours hasn't, though. I'm trying to hold on to it for dear life. It's yes. the only thing I've got. That's oh, I know. Thing, and it's I like so being beautiful. a novelty in the supermarket. Yes. Oh, <laughs> no yes, totally. No back to England. Totally. Yeah, no <laughs> one cares. I have this distinct feeling when I'm in Australia, like, oh, I'm not special anymore. I know. Does no one want to ask me to ask again for a, a kind of water Or water. Or water. Yes. Say water one more time. Water. W- water. Water. I know. Yes. But then I have thing. to do an American accent when I go through a Starbucks drive through Yes. Yeah, same. I have to. They can't understand me otherwise. Yes. Without lip reading. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Well, the reason why I'm having you on is because you posted on Instagram a comment about gossip. Oh no! What did I do now? And yeah, so cheeky. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also um, and I also remember when I was in the school, you got up and we're talking about dating, and you're talking about gossip, and I just remember oh, distinctively yeah. being like, "Oh, you're hitting on something that's yeah. really important." And we don't talk about enough. And yeah. um, and the reason it struck me is because I had four months of being back in Australia just recently. And I was with my mom and we listened to kind of podcast and um, and they were talking on gossip and quote unquote, the energetics around gossip. Mm. And but it was so filled with wisdom and so my mom and I just were kind of like, because if you're going to gossip with anyone, you're going to gossip with your mom, right? Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> you're going to give her the unfiltered version. And I was processing a lot of pain in that time just mm. from, you know, building a school and pioneering and mm. and really wanting to figure out how to process the pain well. And um, I would come off some uh, Zoom call or something and just be vent to my mom about something. <laughs> And but we just listened to this podcast about gossip and mm. and all the things that go with it. And my mom just looked at me. And she just kind of looked and said, mm. "Oh, it looks like you're in pain there." Yeah. And I was kind of being a little sarcastic and kind of saying a comment. And it kind of made me aware of like every time I wanted to take inventory of where I gossip and what I gossip about. Okay. So it really pointed to where I don't feel healed. Right. And so it was kind of like the process of me learning with my words, like what I talk about and how I talk about Mm. it. But I'd love to know. So that kind of spurred me when I saw your post. Mm. I was like, this is such a good conversation because I think if we were really whole, we wouldn't need to gossip. Like if we were really healed, (laughs) like we, we wouldn't need to. 
which is a fine line, fine line, right? Yeah. But um, because it's healthy to process what you're going through, right? But it's a fine line. But I'd love to hear, yeah, from you. Oh, what? Gosh. How many hours do we have on this podcast? Episode? I just said I'm interested. I've got a lot to share. <laughs> we about could, this. May, we um, should do a series. Yeah, exactly. Break down Part one. the podcast. Um, it's interesting, I think, because the era that we're in now, we have so many more windows to everyone's life. Yes. So social media gives me almost a welcome invite to yeah. someone else's life to judge their marriage, their children, their dog even. You know, we have these, we feel like we're being invited to watch almost voyeuristically over someone else's mm-hmm. life. And therefore, we feel like we're given the invite for gossip, slander and whatever it looks like, criticism. Yes. I think one of the things that I have just noticed a little bit more so, I think the the post that I put up Mm. um, on Instagram was basically three scriptures from Proverbs. It was Mm -hmm. basically talking about, you know, gossip, the slander, the journey of the, the, it's it's always related to foolishness, Mm -hmm. gossip. It's always related to an unwise mind. And what I noticed even 10 years ago when I came into the church environment, you know, before that I was kind of freelance, I was traveling an awful lot, so I didn't necessarily have a solid community mm-hmm. of church. I was definitely attending church once I stopped being an atheist, but I, I definitely had this kind of journey of like, wow, people kind of keep themselves in themselves in the biz- business world or the secular world. They still chat, they can gossip, but the majority of the time we were very private in England mm. so anyone talking about who was dating who or who was connected with who yes um, if there was any of that it was because someone didn't want something to happen yeah or they wanted to be involved in it right and so therefore it was stemming from a space of pain and I yeah. think I don't care what people say when we're in pain we are narcissists mm, all of us that's so good so when yes. people are going oh they're a narcissist they're a narcissist they're a narcissist well they're all in pain yes that's that's what that so if we can just stop labeling and doing the kind of the side effects of people's real unctions of what's going on but i came to this environment the, the church environment here and i was just so stunned at how many people who i didn't know the name of knew who i was hanging out with yeah and they were like well you know you guys are obviously dating and i'm like no we kind of just started hanging out but i'm yet to say yes he's yet to say yes and before i knew it half the half the environment thought yes. that we were dating which for me was really difficult because it's a very you're very fragile when you're mm-hmm. dating you don't mm-hmm. know where it's going to go you don't know how your heart's feeling about this particular person because you've only just met them yes so there is a, a period of time i like to call it the exploration time where you're hanging out with someone sure and there might be an intention with it but you haven't defined that it's actually a relationship yet because yes. you're still discovering that person yeah i think that's wisdom i don't think that's being cagey I don't think that's someone just undecided it's like actually I'm trying to earn trust with this person and vice versa however when I start to hear people and this was one of the things I started to go and we'll kind of go we'll probably talk a little bit later about the solutions of gossip what do you do when people are trying to gossip with you yeah there's also this other part that is just part of a connection Mm. you feel like you know you and I will sit down and we want to talk about things that you and I can both relate to yeah the same as like people get excited when they see a famous person not because it's a famous person but because other people know that person so it's a connection point yes so gossip is a form of connection Mm. it's just a really unhealthy one and totally fruitless yes and if you are in the middle of that gossip it's incredibly isolating very lonely to Mm. be in that space and I've experienced it so many times you talked about the time that I was speaking in second year and I think I used a stat where I was talking about Manhattan 
and mm. men in Manhattan churches. Oh, I remember that. Do you remember yes. this? And 80% of men were dating women outside of the church because they didn't trust the gossip and the slander inside the church, especially when they're exploring women for going for a coffee. So if they yeah. went for a coffee with one girl and then a coffee with the next girl, and had done it, let's say he'd done a decent job on communicating where he was really at, there's no harm in him going for a coffee with somebody else or e- equally let's ask more questions before we've all made a massive assumption about the dynamic of that relationship and that's been the biggest culprit for me is that there's an immaturity when you're not asking questions yes and you're asking the questions from the wrong people you're going to people that don't provide the solutions Mm -hmm. they might have a yes or a no they might want to know but it's information about people that i'm like half the people that have asked about me and who i'm dating Mm -hmm. they've got my number they can ask me yes Yes. But why are none of these people actually coming to ask me? Yeah. Or even asking what my stance is or if I'm really in, into this idea or not. Yeah. And so that was but that's been the part that I actually as I've got older, yeah. I've actually started going to those people. Saying, yeah. Do you not have my number anymore? Mm. And they're like, Why? Well, I heard you were asking about me and you can wow. either Instagram yeah. me or DM me or you do have my number, right? You don't, yeah. don't have my old one. And I'm kind of challenging the moment. If you have a question about my life, you're welcome to come to me. Yeah. But don't involve my friends. That's right. not fair. Yeah. And it makes them feel very uncomfortable. Yes, totally. So one of the reasons why we're doing this, the gossip thing, mm. is also because we believe that we're accountable or other people are accountable to us because we're in a church environment. Oh, my gosh. That's sorry, so real. Sorry, that's sorry that so this is going to hit. Yeah. But I think there's a part of us, because we are going to church on a mm. Sunday and we're learning about the morality of the Bible, we le- we'll, we'll evolve ourselves around a moral compass of the gospel. Yeah. Therefore, we feel like we are therefore accountable to each other in community, which I am to about 15 people. Right. I call them the cabinet. Yes. The cabinet are the one that advise me. They have hope for me when I don't have hope for myself. Yeah. But they also will challenge me and kick my butt if I've... Yeah. totally missed a blind spot or I'm fooling myself because I'm on some sort of fantasy island that yeah. I totally ignored where I'm really they at. get you on track. They're really good for that. Yeah. And they, they get to be accountable to me because they are encouraging. They love me really well. And they know and you. they want the very best for me. Yeah. 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 The ones that feel like they should be accountable to me, but oh, the other way around. So they feel like I should be accountable to mm-hmm. them. I might have worked for them back in the day or I might yes. have been in an environment where they are naturally on a leadership level of some sort, I'm like, but you haven't been in touch with me for many years. Yes, yes. So you don't get to speak into this stuff like you used to. Mm -hmm. And equally, I think there's a part of it that is like, I need to ask you, why are you going out to all of these other people and uncovering this person Yeah. without even involving them in the process? Have you actually spoken to that person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or have you been having all of, you've been building the case of whatever this thing is on the guise of accountability yeah, or discernment. Case, or discernment. <laughs> yes. Creating a case, mm-hmm. building it with a lot of assumptions and a lot of chats to other people. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, the jury's already out. The trial has been done without the, the yeah. defendant even yeah. in the courtroom. And before you know it, the case has been done. Slander yeah. has already been done. You can't take that back. Unless yeah. there is a public apology, you cannot take that stuff back. Mm-hmm. It breaks a huge amount of trust. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it happen so much in so many church environments. Yeah. We wonder why we're losing numbers. Yes. Oh, because it's it, it gossip is like so unsafe yeah. and the church is supposed to be a refuge yeah. and supposed to be safe. Yeah. And so, yeah, I even know... I mean, a part of me has had to come to terms being a leader or yeah. being known in an yeah. environment. You kind of have to accept, oh, my gosh, I ha- I'm going to be talked about. Yeah. It's very, very painful. It's very painful. Mm. Um, so I guess, like, how do you 
like rumble through people talking about you yeah, like how do you process that because I think well not very well <laughs> if I'm really honest like if I think for me it's a huge pet peeve and it's a massive yes. trigger for me yeah am I completely golden in this area no not at all right I'm, in my own pain I've talked about it to other people yeah. I've tried to process with people that have actually been involved I try to process only with people that are a part of the solution. Yes, that's and good. no more than about four or five people, yes. to be honest with you. And they're normally connected with each other. That's so smart. They, those four or five people will have different gifts of the mm. solution. They yeah. will come in with different insight and different points of wisdom. One will be very tender. Yeah. One will have a massive justice heart but knows how to strategically work on justice when it not it's not coming from pain. Mm. Um, another will be someone that's experienced the same journey. So I can have some element of compassion and kind of like, this is how you can help heal yourself in this particular position. There are times, though, that I'm stuck in a scenario that no one else has walked through the same thing that I have, mm-hmm. which is the beauty of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest with mm-hmm. you, every time I'm, I'm stuck, hurt, or finding myself myself in the in the basis of gossip the lord is the first place i go to in england there's a a beautiful old church in east on the hill in my village it's always empty but always open yeah so i always go and sit there for hours talking to him about some of these things and we plan and we dream but if i don't talk to him i don't get some of the divine wisdom and the understanding of compassion towards them a lot of the time if i recognize that gossip is stemming from pain or honestly people are bored with their life they are bored (laughs) yeah (laughs) And I just made it really exciting yeah, for them. You know? totally. So there was a part of me going, oh, bummer, I hope that you can find something more fun to do. And I, I, I'm like, gosh, the amount of times that the gossip has gone around about who I might be dating yeah, or who I might be connected to, um, I don't think it's half as interesting as the fostering journey that I'm on. But half mm. the people in the world don't know about that, you know, because right. it's not interesting for them. It's not juicy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They like salacious. Tra- yes, exactly. they, they want something a bit more scandalous. And equally, I think that's the problem with when you've got leaders of the church environment. People think that we can talk about our leaders because they're accountable to oh, us. They're yes. highly of us. Yes. And so that's why you and I probably yeah. talked about a little bit more. Yeah. And more so the, higher, the hierarchy yes. of the, the journey of the system. And I think um, I think on some level that's fair. Mm-hmm. There is always going to be a natural curiosity and a natural intrigue to anyone. I hate this word, but in in quotes unquote influencer, yeah. anyone that might be yeah. of some prevalent voice in the environment, mm-hmm. of course, is going to be curiosity. Yeah. But yes. we have to trust that those people are going to communicate to us integrally, yeah. and they believe that we should know. Yeah, it's. It's especially if they're not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. If it's a new relationship that's thriving, we have to trust that they actually have an element of humility and integrity that they will involve the world when they want to. Yes. They're not yes. going to keep it under wraps forever. Yeah. There's no reason to. They're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. But they also get to just take their time on it. Secondly, yeah. I think there's a journey for me that I'm like, yes, they're accountable, but they're also accountable to the people that they believe are part of the solution. Even if you're in leadership, you may not be part of the solution to that particular scenario. In fact, you might be using the terms of accountability just to control it and change it Mm -hmm. for the sake of your own heart getting comforted. You don't like the concept of that person being promoted or you don't like the idea of this person becoming more prevalent in this particular part of the world. So you're going to do everything to try and shut it down and get everyone to dissuade Mm. the concept of it. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go to people and and uncover. Mm -hmm. And biblically, of course, we have the Noah story and Noah sort of praises his sons and thanks them, even when they are messy, even when Mm. they have done something wrong. Yeah. 
we often sometimes abuse the scripture, I have to be yes, honest with you, because totally. we use the concept of covering up sins in the mess yeah. by Noah and how he's awarded it and how yeah. obviously his other son that uncovered the journey and mocked him wasn't mm. you know, well received. Mm. I think I think there's a balance here, right? So, so I've got to be really careful what we're sharing about because I don't want to sound like anyone can have a secret and be messy and yeah. actually share it because actually there is a justice factor here. Yes. We do have to be integral. We do have to be. And accountable. Absolutely. And I think we gossip because we are terrible at holding people accountable mm. well. Like, yeah. I, And I think or creating spaces for people to, yeah, be called higher. Yeah. And like the reason... Yeah, there's all this secrecy and yeah. all of this, and so there's a lot of hiding. Yeah, but I think being that the podcast is called Next Brave Thing, yeah. it's a lot about when you're risk taking. Like I know when I've taken risks, whether it's in dating or moving countries, <laughs> or you know, yeah. my career choices. Mm. It, it it's a vulnerable space, like you said, and then you often have so much judgment, yeah. and people are just hanging on to like half truths yeah. or their little social media totally. bits and pieces, and what why do you think that is? Like, why are we? It's in it, Brene Brown talks about like conspiracy theories. Like, we have all these like, we love to. That's why people love watching The Bachelor and like yeah, we're, yeah. we're just like we love getting involved in stories. Like, why do we make snap judgments? Why do you think we do that? I think as we're naturally wired to want to know the truth. Yes, there's a part of us yeah. that is absolutely wanting to make sure that this is a trustworthy and safe world, which of course it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there's a part of us that is just so intrinsically wired to truth. Mm. Our moral compass that was wired, wired in us right from the very beginning has a natural blueprint. All of us on some level know that it's not right to murder. All of us know that it's not right to be prejudiced. All right. of us know in some form or shape, whatever it looks like, the codings of it, the colours of all of those concepts change. Mm. Um, but I do feel like there's a there's an, a natural bent in us that wants to know the truth and wants to make sure we're not being taken for a ride. However, it goes on override when mm. we're bored. And it also goes on override when we feel like we get to control other people's lives. Yes. So um, I think there's a there's a, and if we feel like we're being controlled, whether it's yes, by government totally. or, or even now big tech, mm. I think there's a big push now in looking at like, hey, listen, you guys are covering a lot of information and you guys think you're helping us. But at the same time, are you helping us because you have your own codings that are wired with triggers? I mean, for yep. me, when um, I was from the age of 11 to 17, my father was the advisor of Princess Diana. Mm hmm. I feel like I've talked about this a lot recently. I don't want to sound like this is my entire identity because it's not. <laughs> but it was a very, 11 to 17 is very formative years yes. of you learning how safe is the world and yes. you're learning from your parents what's good to judge, what's good to avoid, what's one to be wary of, who are your friends that you can trust at school. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you know, my dad was advising her, so traveling with her an awful lot and, of course, a lot of phone calls. Between 92 to 97, Diana was going through her separation and divorce. Mm -hmm. So... Um, that then became, in quotes, unquote, everyone's desire and need to know the truth of what was going on between Charles and Diana. Yes. And because my father was one of her confidants on some level, of course, they were, they basically, we got a, we got a knock on the door one day by special branch. These guys in suits and limos turned up to a um, two, three bed semi detached house in Folksworth Village and said, no more phone, phone calls to the palace because you're being listened in on by wow. paparazzi and different, um, 
it was a big I mean there's still going on now that's kind of CB radios where people are listening to phone calls or different yes. tracked lines of stuff yeah. that was very big at that time because of our sort of our, our cordless phones analogue phones that we had at home so I learned very early on in my life yeah how grotesque people can get in in the hope of trying to find in quotes truth yeah um when it's actually no one's business but and also the entitlement to that yeah, yeah it makes, it makes money, money. Yes. it makes money gossip yeah. does make money it does and it also makes power yes it makes weak people feel powerful mm-hmm. and it and it brings powerful people down to their knees yeah. yeah and so that's it's that's why i feel like we've got to be so careful now mm. on the same on the same guys i think in regards to being accountable and let's say we've got the injustices of sexual harassment the things that have been yes. kind of rising up the mm-hmm. heartbreak of powerful entities covering yeah. up the malicious things that have taken place the heartbreaking things that have taken place whether it's to children or just power play mm-hmm. in the church mm-hmm. that does have to be called out that does yeah. have to be talked about but equally no matter how much trauma I've gone through let's say from a hierarchical or leadership position yeah. I have no desire to put that on social media no. not because I don't think they should be held accountable yeah. or because I'm trying to cover in the words mm-hmm. of Noah the, mm-hmm. the misgivings of people that have been outrightly so incorrect Yes. but what I will do is go and find a therapist Yes. someone that doesn't actually know anyone in this mm-hmm. environment not because I don't want to be held accountable to myself but I also want to cover that person in the environment I'm, I find it really loathsome when I'm seeing people that have been hurt by a church repu- republicize DMs of mm. complaints and slander of that particular organization. They might be right, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mm-hmm. justify why we then get to slander publicly right. in order to try and pull people down because that's not justice. Right. It's just division yes. and more arguments and more bitterness. Yeah. And I don't want to fold into bitterness. Yes. So if I can go to a therapist and yeah. start to figure out some of my resentments, some of my hurts, and equally go to that person and have direct conversations going this is what happened I've been in the film industry I've faced sexual harassment I'm not going to go necessarily now hear me out because I'm thinking people are going to be thinking about Harvey Weinstein and all this kind of thing Mm -hmm. I went to that person who sexually harassed me I left the job Mm -hmm. on my own giving because I knew this person wasn't going to change at the time it was early 2000s so I knew that it would be my word against theirs and they were a very powerful person in that world environment you have to know the environment that you're facing Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah and so at that time we all of us women said can you believe we even advise each other not to say anything if you want to make a way into this industry and actually want to survive yes you shouldn't you can't so i needed to process i don't need to tell the world yeah. I have to trust that the next person encountering that person is going to be wiser than me mm-hmm. and not be so naive and leaving myself yeah. alone with them at late at night in an office. Yes. And or I also have to recognize that I probably could have gone to his boss. Yes. And gone, I'm actually going to, if you don't want to confess this yourself, I am going to go to your boss. Yeah. And have this conversation. Yeah. But I was too terrified. So oh, I gave I in to it. fear. Yeah. Well, totally gave I, fear. as you're saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, I was 21 and had my own sexual harassment in, yeah. uh, in the workplace. And there was no, it was such a culture. Um, it was like a laugh it off. Oh yeah, he's like so handsy that guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. We would yeah. Talk about that thing of going, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, just yeah. don't have dinner with him too late at night. Yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And it'd be kind of like, oh, that the yes, the reputation, the boys' club. I but, mean, it was our yeah. way of dealing with pain. Yes, we, we joked it off. Yes, not because we thought it was funny, 
but it was our way of surviving. Yes. And then at the same time... Because you don't want to be the weak girl. No. Or you don't want to be the prude. Yeah. But again, <laughs> yeah. you know, in our pain, we yes. would talk about it with each other. Yes. But we didn't actually bring a solution. Or know so how to no do it. there was no point in yes. talking about it. Yes, that's so, so true. And that was the journey with, like, the Harvey Weinstein case. And I just, you know, I remember a lot of friends who had gone through some journeys with him. And I think... Um, you know, finding, listening to some of their journeys, they were like, yeah, I did once, once I was asked to be a witness, I was very happy to go ahead and do that. Yeah. Um, and then he, I tried to do everything I could mm. at the time. Mm-hmm. So there's only so much you can do. What we yeah. use with social media is to absolutely, learn, we kind of do this gang warfare mentality, yes. which is a form of bullying. It's so bullying. So yes. I still have this bizarre ridiculous flawed gift of like still hoping there's a potential in Harvey Weinstein to find conviction yeah. one day and actually yeah. change his tune yeah. I don't feel comforted just because we locked away the key and no. kept him in prison for a long time I still yeah. have this hope the, the real justice of the journey of life yeah. is mm-hmm. that we look to seek up and lift up the other yes. person that's the gospel yes. Yes. and so please don't use yeah. theology yeah. as a reason to slander somebody else Yeah, you can absolutely call people out but privately Yes. In a one-to-one basis. And then if this is a case, this is a real case and, mm-hmm. and getting to a point of virulence and just an absolute horrific nightmares are happening to people, then yes, you have to bring in a huge cabinet of people to go, yeah. we need to change this, we need to change this now. This is all the evidence and this is what we need yes. to do. But I just, I've, I remember a friend calling me from LA and he was saying, I'm feeling really convicted with this whole co- gossip thing. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I think I think what we've got to be, he said, what do you do when obviously things are, especially in Hollywood, what do you do when things are going wrong and people right. have come to you? That's a and, great question. And I'm like, this is a great question mm-hmm. because I think it's important not to sort of use the concept of covering as a reason, therefore we excuse bad behavior. Yes, yes. But that's the difference. The church has to recognize what's yeah. bad behavior and yes. what isn't. Yeah. And that's that And stuff. what's assumption? Absolutely. Or, or quote unquote discernment. The the yeah. surmises and the and mm-hmm. the times where people have come to me and given me a case of someone, mm. especially as a pastor, mm-hmm. so they're coming to you in confidentiality. Mm-hmm. You have to be very very careful not to create a case against yes. the other person they're talking about. I know that's real <laughs> because there's also yeah. a part of us that wants someone to go, oh my gosh, yeah, what a nightmare they were. Yeah, you know, you validation, want to validation, yes. yes, to validate the pain that you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Let's say for example, so that's that's a whole different subject. Like yeah. the idea of like actual misgivings, really awful yeah. things, harassment, all of the things, the abuse, the things that have taken place in and outside the church, mm. absolutely have to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be a body of people that recognise mm-hmm. this isn't an appropriate behaviour. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to have to remove you from the roles. Yeah. Here's the statement we're going to give. And yeah. here's the apology we're going to give. Yeah. And this isn't going to make up for the misgivings that you've done. Yeah. But we do have to take ownership of it. We cover that up sometimes in excuse because on the guise of, well, Noah praised his sons for covering him in the moment and he worked out oh, privately. Totally. Yeah, I get yeah, that. Yeah. But at the same time, there has to be an element of recognizing the pain that has been caused by people. Yeah. On the flip side, we have to make sure there's enough evidence mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we also have to make sure that these projections of people so i'm very aware of the moment there's someone that's accusing someone of lots of different things mm-hmm. um they've been accusing them and other people of many things for a long time 
Yeah. When they've been faced with other people going, that's not been my experience, and I'm one of the people that you're suggesting they could have done that to, that wasn't my experience, that was a really firm boundary, that, that person has very good boundaries and isn't like that, right. they can't hear it, they're projecting their own yes. fears, triggers and paranoia, and they are not willing to listen to another side of the story. Mm-hmm. If that's happening in front of me, I'm like, I don't think you want to hear the other side. Right, yeah. But I am going to ask you this, if you're not willing to hear the other side, you can't speak this anymore to yes. someone. Yes. And because it's, you have to be reasonable. Yeah. And I think our brains are just naturally wired to go good guy, bad guy, oh, villain, yeah. victim. Yeah. Like we just naturally do that as humans because we're wired for safety. Yeah. But I think it's really good to – what is – a whole lot of it is mm. just a lack of ability to emotionally regulate yes, and absolutely. be self-aware of your own projections and triggers mm. that you put into the world. But I would love to know, like, how would you describe the difference between justice and judgment? Yeah. Because I think that people, I have people come in to my office and they're like, well, my justice, like, I'm just, my justice button has been pushed. And I'm like, no, I think your judgment button has. We haven't really got to the the beautiful space of justice Mm -hmm. where we're, we're kind of in judgment and you're venting and you're or gossiping mm. or someone's a villain. Yeah. Like, how would you describe? Yeah, because a lot of what's inside gossip is judgment. So, yeah. yeah. Tell me what. I think yeah, for think. me, I'm spotting more in the sense of resentment yes. and bitterness. Yes. So when people are like gunning for random strangers who yep. hold a particular point on something, they feel it's their duty to fight them mm. in the name of justice. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about that is absolutely pointless having that conversation with a complete stranger. Right. Because they're not going to go, oh, thank you so much for your opinion. Now I'm completely smiling. Yeah, I'm so I'm, convicted I'm, because you're because no you profile photo. In yes. DM because your avatar of Pinocchio is completely yes. convicted me in this moment. So, yes. yeah. Wow, so wise. Yeah. I think, um, you know, people will fight each other with each other over these particular yeah. topics. And I tend not to get involved in it. Mm. You know, there I'm sure there are some people that would like me to sort of stand more publicly about certain concepts. But I'm like, unless I've walked in it myself yeah. and actually experienced those things, I'm not going to speak apart upon mm. those things. Also, here's the deal. We also get addicted to emotions. Mm. As much as we get addicted to substances and yes. dopamine, and oh, we actually get 100%. addicted to, to emotions. We... Us gossiping creates us to feel alive on it's some a, level. It's a weird hit of oxytocin, I've heard. Absolutely. Even th- and so it feels good. And because it feels good, we think it's right. Yes. And <laughs> I think that's the same when we're addicted to being judgmental. Yes. We can be addicted to being judgmental. 100%. We can be addicted to calling people out. Yeah. We can get that little rush of adrenaline going, oh, my gosh, I wonder if this person's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is so exciting. Yes. You know, it's it's totally. kind of like... It's the, 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 the victimhood of suffering. Yeah. And so one of the things that I feel like, and we're kind of, we've got to be really careful about this, is that there seems to be a, a long narrative of being the victim and being the one that, that is suffering. Yes. Now, hear me out. I know that people have suffered. I know that people have been a victim to yeah. things. I, and I completely understand that. Yeah. The problem is, please don't make that your identity. You're bigger than that. You're bigger Come than on, that that's story. so good. Yes. And so what we're doing is we're creating platforms that suggest that these are all the awful things that happen to all these all, all these people. Um, I'm trying to think if there's one particular account that's just calling out all the things, all the sins of the church. Yes. So my question is this. What fruit is that actually bringing? That's good. Because publicly, 
some rando who's never been to that church will mm-hmm. read a very honest and probably a very truthful account. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to ask how valid are those particular accounts? Yeah. Are they experiences of people or are they actual cases that were brought to a court of justice on some level? Um or is it just a hunch that someone had or this was a weird vibe or this was a strange, you know. Everyone's allowed to have their opinion. What's dangerous is if we start pulling people down because of those opinions and we don't want the best for them. Right. The best for justice yeah. is the best for both sides. Yes. I want to see you get rehabilitated from being a sex addict. Yes. Not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like I want to see you get rehabilitated. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna help me just locking you away and making yeah. you feel awful about yourself for the rest of the life I actually want to I want to ask why you're doing this what mm-hmm. is it about your journey equally when yeah. I know there's been a, a journey of like R. Kelly at the moment mm-hmm. and the docuseries that's been yes. out about him I'm stunned at the amount of stories that have come out about him mm. but there hasn't been in quotes enough evidence towards it but I'm like you've had 25 witnesses on this documentary alone right. sometimes it is important to say yes Outwardly, this man is actually yeah. a predator and an abuser, and we need yes. to change something. However, we're such a pit of vipers in the beginning, mm-hmm. no one will want to come forward with a self confession. Right. <laughs> and yeah. equally, we have to be careful of making sure we're keeping pretty good boundaries with people yeah. so that we don't become the next hit. Mm-hmm. I think. What I'm what I'm noticing is that I think I'm looking for the mature responses. What does yes. mature? What does yeah. a noble response look like? Yes. It doesn't mean to say that we sweep it under the carpet because mm. that's incredibly toxic. Yeah. It doesn't mean to say that we slander everyone publicly and hope that we see them die. Yeah. You know the public yeah. lynchings have been eradicated for a reason. Yes. Yes. And I think there's a journey that we have to really look at um, what is true justice mm-hmm. before we even talk about the difference between judgment and justice. Mm. Judgment is really not a, not an unwillingness to ask what the solutions are. Right. So um, th- there have been times where I see like a, a narrative go around a particular leader or family or, you know, whatever it looks like. And I'm like, so, and I'll ask them, so what's the solution? Mm. What do you want to see change? Because mm-hmm. I'd like to think, for example, the Queen did a pretty good job at decolonizing a lot of the racial stuff that had been yeah. occurring before she came along. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't seem to have been thanked. Right. Instead, we're, we're berating her on a deathbed. This doesn't feel like justice. Yeah. This feels like bitterness. Yes. And the solution is we can change. It doesn't. The solution isn't to just remove an entire monarchy because we've seen racism here in mm-hmm. America mm-hmm. and we don't have a mar- monarchy. Right. In fact, racism is worse yeah. here than it is in England. Yeah. But I, for me, I'm just—it's elitism, it's classism. It's a di- there's deeper things going yes. on here that if you, if we take away our bitterness, we can start having rational conversations. Mm-hmm. But labelling a fa- family that have actually tried to change the narrative—that's not a solution. You're making us go backwards, yep. and totally. we're staying in this narrative of bitterness. Wow, that's so good because I—I mean, obviously, like um, race is such an important topic, and mm. um, in. Yeah, we're we're wanting to grow in that culture yeah. at our university with like yeah. the stories we tell, the scenes we choose, and creating diversity. And I, I I had a conversation with one of our students. I'm like, we've grown a little bit, but we're probably another year away from it being <laughs> in in a more organic space where right. it doesn't feel like we're purposely, forcefully, yeah, it's Black totally. History Month, totally. like yes. you know. Yes. And we're we're we'll eventually get to a space where the culture 
is like mm. that or whatever. And I talk to people because we get, you know, new workers come into our environment mm. or whatever who want to be agents of change. Yeah. And, and I love what you're talking about because it's like the people that will see the most change in an environment mm. is when there is trust built mm. and where there is like Humility. you're in it for the long haul a little yeah. bit because, yeah. because you can be this flash in the pan um, but were you coming into an environment with all your ideas mm. of what should change? Like, that's easy. Mm. Everyone can spot what's wrong with a culture or, you mm. know, what's wrong. Like, yeah. yeah, we can. That's really easy to judge what's right or wrong. Mm. But actually what takes uh, depth of character. I normally yeah. say you have to stay in the room. So there are yeah. times where people will boycott an event because someone's, someone's there and right. they don't want to accept because of what they stand. I'm like, we're not going to have any change if you're not willing to have the con- right. conversations or, or even yeah. build bridges with these people. Um, but even connect to compassion because I love what you're talking, yeah. even with Harvey Weinstein, like obviously he's been villainized and I do think that of course like he needs to be held accountable mm-hmm. but I think that true sign of healing is a sense of compassion towards the person because yeah. it humanizes them and then takes you out of the judgment seat of well, Christ. it doesn't condone it. And I <laughs> yeah, this is it doesn't condone it, right. It is condo- I mean, there's right. thousands of things on this. But, yes. you know, when, when there's that concept in Scripture of like forgive them 77 times, yes. I don't think it's... 77 different sins this is my take on it it's 77 different layers of the same person you're trying to walk through forgiveness on and so the gossip angle is like I'm just going to go around all the space for everyone to validate that I am absolutely correct in this and I should be hurting as much as I am and also can we just make sure that no one else is friends with them thanks Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I've been on the brunt of of gossip and I've Mm-hmm. I've found those seasons to be the most isolating and the most mm-hmm. lonely. So I can't painful. go out. I yeah. can't go out anywhere to be uh, without some kind of look or, or question mark about what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I'll find myself running away to different communities mm-hmm. and different spaces that, I've, mm-hmm. that I that I know I'm safe in. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to my mother about, I feel like there's not as much gossip in England as there is in, in America. And maybe that's just my own take on it. Maybe, uh, But I'm yeah. involved in both church on both England and America. Yeah. And I... <laughs> My mother said, yeah, no, there is. I think we really do value privacy. And privacy mm. is actually one of the top 10 basic human needs. I don't know whether you know yeah. that. But security and privacy. I didn't know that. Privacy okay. is one of the top 10 basic human sense. needs. Yeah. So the church will violate it mm. if they're not careful. And we need to recognize that privacy, no matter how crazy the sin is, does have an element of human choice and human I'm much more interested in someone coming to me out of their own sense of safety and being surrounded by kindness Mm. that will lead them to their repentance Mm -hmm. that will be the part that will create a a self-confessional moment yes yes I didn't need to gossip or slander or make them feel bad about themselves in order for that to happen. They needed actually a little bit of self-belief. Now, in the film industry, it's a different kettle of fish, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's power and money is going to be the most safest thing for them. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't work quite as easy in that environment. But I do feel like in this, we actually have an opportunity to be kind and actually to be the person to um, offer our safety and offer our presence to be there for those people. if they are hurting, uh, when I start to get involved is mm. when they're hurting other people in the environment. Yes. And that other person's come to me saying, this has happened, this has happened, this has happened. I'll bring them in privately and go, can you help me understand if these are true? Mm. What's your perspective? Do you mind if I bring you both in now? 
and we'll both have a conversation about it. I'll try and see where the elements of truth are on both sides of the story and where they're missing each other. Um, and equally, you know, I've been very aware of like people that accuse so strongly of other leaders what they might or might not be doing. Right. Um, they need to be held accountable too. Yes. Because if they're not willing to actually go to that person with that accusation, you shouldn't be saying it at all. Also, have they actually been a leader? <laughs> like, probably not. Because no. it's like another. They've not been on the other side. Yeah, they have no idea no. what you come up against as a leader. <laughs> the most heartbreaking part of gossip, because it, it depends on where the gossip's coming from. Yeah. If it's coming from people you don't really know, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, like you're in the cheap seats. Oh, wait, All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. On the On the other side, and equally, in some ways, that makes me not want to be friends with them or close friends yes. with them because they've, yes. they've been so curious about other people's lives that they're not connected to. Yeah. Which I have to be careful of and not build up all myself right just in case i gain understanding of them later on in my life and i do end up becoming a friend of them yeah but um the other part i think is when you are friends mm. with these people that might choose to be gossip or you have served these people yes um and i have brought a couple of leaders to a come to jesus moment saying yes hey buddy i told you some information you decided to share it with four other people before i got chance to yeah and that's that, good that you're if you're wondering why I've never come to you with anything vulnerable ever again that's why mm -hmm. I've had to do that recently too because yeah. and it's really like learning I think as you mature and grow up mm. a lot you realize like oh I'm not really interested in relationships where we just kind of trash talk people like no. you just kind of get over that and you're looking for more edification yeah, in yeah. what you're talking about. And I just had a real revelation of like, if you feel okay to talk about that person to me, mm. <laughs> you're pr if I piss you off, mm -hmm. you're probably gonna talk about me like oh, yeah. that. And that oh, was yeah. like a real revelation of like, because okay. when you think of real healthy connection it's connected to bonding, like how mm. you bond, and there's unsafe bonding and safe bonding. Mm -hmm. And if we're, the only way that we're bonded is through gossip. Yeah. Like you're not, that's not real sustainable yeah. longevity connection. Yeah. And so like. It what is we're, a detox. Yes. It's a, I've detox had to do a detox. It. Yeah, yes. you have to do a detox yes, because so it is an addiction. How do we do that? It is an yes. addiction. It sounds ridiculous <laughs> to say, but it is an addiction. It is an intrigue. And I think yes. it, is, it comes from the insecurity. Yes, it does. So what I've often found is the pattern I've seen of the most gossipy people are the ones that are most insecure. 100%. Um, and oh, I feel like we need to lean into that. <laughs> Because if you feel secure... <laughs> well, I'm pretty busy when I'm secure. Yes. So I'm kind of focused on my own life, yeah. doing my own thing. There's enough There's enough things to juggle chaos-wise yeah. yes. in regards to, like, fostering children. Yes. Like, you don't need any extra... Yeah. You know, ignorance is bliss on some level. Yes. So I think... I remember even, like, being brought into a conversation on a thread on Facebook by a bunch of English people that were talking about leaders at our church. Yeah. And they were like, Carrie, you know, lives and works there. Maybe she can shed some light. And I, I didn't shed any light. But what I did say is, you know, I'm just finding it really s extraordinary that this entire thread has been going on for hours. When you guys, there are like 400,000 in America that need to have um, 
homes or adoption. Yeah. I basically, when we're talking about justice, yes, rather than what their opinions are about a right. political leader. Yes. So there are so many things that we've got to do for the gospel. You guys are not doing that right now. This yeah. is not the gospel. Right. Talking about someone's political opinion, whether you think it's right or morally wrong or not. Yeah. That is their opinion. They're not doing anything behaviorally wrong. Right. They're not morally doing anything behaviorally. Yes. You're worried about their influence. That's fine. That's fair. But mm-hmm. I, we should also kind of take a slight moment to trust that we are actually in a spate of, I need to be able to be, you need to trust me that I can make decisions for myself. Yeah. So when people are coming around slandering somebody else, mm-hmm. um, I've noticed with the most mature response really is like, I'll listen to the concern, um, but please know I'm still going to be kind to that person. Right. If they, even even on the biggest falls mm. that we've seen mm-hmm. major leaders kind of go into, there's nothing like seeing a church leave that person overnight. Mm. You can understand why. Yeah. You can totally understand why because they've broken so much trust. Yes. However, all that does is says right, we can't de- we can't get anything wrong. Yeah. We can't be human. Yeah. And we can't be broken. Yes. Because if we are any of those things, our church will go off over overnight. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Da- the problem was if we could change the narrative a little bit from how we yeah. respond to bad behavior. Yes. And we're a bit of, we're not condoning it, mm-hmm. but we're kinder in our reactions. Yes. In the sense of like, Obama, there must be something going on for you to be doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. Can we have a private conversation about why you think this is okay? Mm-hmm. And um, are you willing to go into rehabilitation yeah. and have a bunch of people speaking to your life for the next year? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Super. When that's handled well. Yes. Then we're starting to create a new narrative to the church going, you can be as messy as you mm-hmm. are and you can still come in. I want you to always go for the highest form of grace. Like mm-hmm. grace is the highest standard. So it doesn't mean that you continue to repeat patterns. Right. But we're not trying to get you to a goal. Right. We're just trying yeah. to love you. Because I guess being in the leadership, you really are aware of your weakness mm-hmm. and how you can get tripped up mm-hmm. and not totally. be okay. And then like the fear and the shame and the secrecy because yeah. you're a leader and you can't like yeah. mess up like it's so high stakes yeah. because of people's gossip yeah. not necessarily and the reaction rather than like actually and people feel entitled to check mm-hmm. in and know like yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and i think it, and here's the deal like i i think even in your own family mm-hmm. i think family members i've noticed i'm an only child i've only got my mother yeah when i've watched this, this with other families i'm like this is so incredibly unhealthy. Yes. yes. Watching how they'll all talk about uh-huh. family members but won't actually go and talk yes. to that person. If they do talk to that person, it's coming from a space of criticism and negativity. So they've already built the case. And so that person who they're wanting to confront actually doesn't want to hear it because you're not coming from a good motivation. Mm-hmm. So that's it's so essentially, true. It's, for me, it's kind of like, I don't know. I think I'm trying to get my head around how do we change this can we ever change this mm. is this just the oldest habit of all time yeah that we'll never be able to necessarily but i what i can do yeah is change how i respond when someone comes to me with yes it, which is probably why people don't come to me as much <laughs> with yeah. gossip they'll yeah. tell me if i'm being gossiped about yeah. which i really appreciate and my yeah. girls have been like uh carrie these people have been messaging us from nashville about and i'm like wow okay we've gone okay. out of the state fantastic Wowzers. um and i'm very grateful to them going have you talked to carrie about it you know, have you asked her a question? It's yeah. just immature. <laughs> right. And I think, and, and my thing is I'm, I'm trying to build character in my life. Yes. So what does building That's character? so good. Sometimes I really have to bite my tongue. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't do a good job. Yeah. 
Totally. Um, especially when I feel like someone is absolutely walking into a car crash. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're about to do this, but you need to know this information of what mm-hmm. they've done to you privately behind mm-hmm. closed doors. It probably is my duty to actually let that person know this right. is what's been said about you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I used to just go straight to it without warning that person, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to tell that person. Instead, I'm like, you've got 24 hours to go and tell that person that accusation. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, I will. Mm-hmm. And I'll say where it came from. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's clear. It's brutal. Yes. You can lose friends over it. Yes, you can. I have lost friends over it. Yes. But I, I'm also sick and tired of this kind of beration. Yes. That is never held accountable to. Yeah. Um, and ironically, they could then easily u- use that person later on because mm-hmm. they might be influential and use them for their own gain. Yes. So then I want to go that. warn that person, go, hey, you might want, they're not as kind mm-hmm. to you as you think they are. But it's also, I can I can plant a seed yeah. and say, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But I also have to let people choose mm-hmm. and I have to let people go on that journey. Yeah. And yeah. people often don't want to hear the truth and they want to hide behind their own sense of denial or they don't want to pick up that call because right. they're in pain. Pick up the call, stay in the room, yeah. like have the conversations that are really uncomfortable for you mm-hmm. because that shows to me that you're courageous mm-hmm. and you actually mean what you're saying. Right. If you're not willing to have these conversations with the people you're accusing, if you're not willing to actually come to your own self and recognize that you might need to be changed, changing the mind a little bit. You might be coming from a trigger or a paranoia. You might actually be coming from a space of resentment that has built a case so much that you don't ever want to see this person ever be healed. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's the danger. That is a danger and such a block for you mm-hmm. because it's, I think when it talks in scripture about like, as you judge, you will be judged. Right. You actually find, <laughs> not that I actually don't believe in karma, but I actually, <laughs> there is something of like, as you are sowing in the way that you, the way that you view people is like, I've met some of the biggest gossips and they're terrified of people speaking about right. them. And I'm like, yeah, because you are pretty brutal. Right. Like, you're sowing and reaping that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I find you that so... You do create, and this is where I'm going to get into quantum physics a bit, yes. but the energy of what gossip 100%. does is a very low sound frequency. If you're on a, I think it's, if you're lower than 74 on a sound frequency in your whole body, you've probably got a terminal illness. Mm-hmm. Gossip and those kind of words that and the, the delivery of those words are a very low frequency. They actually cause you to be ill. So, But awful. here's the deal. Yes. If I'm being gossiped about, I've been really sick recently. Mm. And I know where it's come from. Because of the chasha. Mm, mm. The chit chat. The chit that chat. hasn't been kind. Yes. So I, I think for me, I'm, I'm in a space of like, I, I, I turn the gossip into conversations with mm. the people that it's involved with. Yeah. Have the ability to recognise when it is your place to speak and when it isn't. Mm-hmm. Even if you're, even if you've got a good relationship with them. Yes. Recognise when it's your actual, you know, space that people are watching into this yeah. podcast. As <laughs> I know. That's so funny. Um, I love having a window in our podcast. It's I fun. know. <laughs> um, but one of the things, this is one verse yeah. that I didn't post up on Instagram, but I yeah. did find it the other day, and it was James one twenty six. Sorry to do. Sorry if there are people that aren't believing in gospel. Yeah, in you. You're pr- they're probably thinking like, I don't want to be a Christian. They yeah. sound awful. <laughs> well, that's 
<laughs> yes. It's not a great show. I know. For you to but, want to come and partake in as a musical well, later on. Just, it's just more beware and, and probably it's more like we're seeing the sky is blue and you're like, yeah, it's blue. It is blue, yeah, <laughs> yes. it is absolutely. But yeah. this, this might actually come for people that are thinking, wow, the, you know, the religious lot feel like they're hypocrites. And I, and I, I yes. would say religion is absolutely hypocritical. Yes. Space. But James 126 is those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive Ooh. themselves and their religion is worthless. That's brilliant. Say it again. Oh, I closed it. <laughs> I closed it. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. Yes. There's so much deception. Their religion is worthless. Yes. Wow. Even if even if it's an accurate thing of what they're saying, their religion is worthless. Yeah. Because it's how it's how you say it, where you say it, who you say it to, and what the motivation is behind it. Yeah. And if you can check in with all of those things first. Yes. If you can and you're only discussing it with people that have a solution. Yes. Yeah, that's brilliant. The crew my cabinet I love it. I talk as if I'm some prime minister or something. <laughs> um, the cabinet are, are I've, a lot of them are pastors and life coaches. Mm-hmm. So it's very tempting to think that they are the solution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I go and talk to them about it. Yeah. I'm only going to talk to them about it if um, it, if it will cover the person that yes. it's involved with, and equally that it also involves an element of solution. Mm, that's um, good. But I, I don't have much time for people that go and try and find the solution mm-hmm. before they've actually talked to the person involved. Yep, thousand percent. It's, it's just not a good way of working. You've got to go and have those conversations with that person. Yeah. Even if it's tough, even if you don't want to, I'm, I'm yep. very wary of, of. Let's say there might be a sort of confrontation between you and a friend. Mm. Um, there might be a little. A, a moment or they've just kind of like hidden and gone mm. away mm-hmm. then they go and talk to other friends much more openly about their thoughts and feelings than to you yes. it's heartbreaking yes because it says that they don't trust you yeah in the confrontation equally you're not going to want to necessarily be as close as you were to them a thousand percent because they want yes. to go and talk to other people yeah that and that you don't want your friendships feeling like there's stories and narratives going off yeah around your connection that you don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. That's so powerful. Um, we'll wrap up our episode in, in just a moment. Mm. I have um, one more thing I've just but, remembered. But tell me the one more thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I love gone this. Way over. Yeah, but, no, 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 you're good. Um, for those that are being gossiped about, I haven't yes. spoken much into that. Yes. Don't disqualify yourself from the space mm-hmm. because you can make a much bigger gap and the and the gossip gets worse. Yeah. So you sometimes have to stay in the room even if you are the the culprit of the gossip yeah. and in the sense of like you're the one that's actually being discussed. It's very unnerving. It's not fun to yes. be in those spaces and you do want to disqualify and hide. Yeah. But um, that's kind of where the snakes get in, yeah. in the gaps. And yeah. so it's really important to make sure that you stand your ground Take yeah. space and recognize that it's so good, Carrie. It's Exodus 14 14. I'm sorry, I'm doing so much scripture today. Yeah, I don't normally. <laughs> well, it's a very but important topic, yeah. But, it but even as an atheist, I found these useful, these yes. scriptures. So, yes. you know, you only need to be silent and you and the Lord will fight for you. Mm. And there is something about other people fight for you when they recognize you're, you're being unjustly yeah. threat yeah. and um, there is a part of us that needs to cover each other, yes. when we're witnessing it. You yeah, know, and and equally, you know, fight for each other yeah. when we feel like someone's being gossiped about. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's yeah. so good. Yeah. And and just in closing, I think, um, would, are there any final thoughts on like gathering awareness around? Because we can't control how other people no. show up in their words, but we can manage us. And I think even knowing like, I think being a life coach as well during all of that, like you're hearing problems all the time. Yeah. Which like that's that's what you do and there's nothing like that's a, an honor. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, and the good thing is it's solution orientated, but it does create exhaustion. Mm. So it's like, where can you, if you're feeling exhausted in your life, maybe cut back how you talk yeah. because that's what's taking your energy. Yeah, um, but yeah, any final thoughts on creating awareness around, yeah, like creating I mean, self-awareness. Person, if you don't yeah. have anything good to say, don't th- say anything at all. Yeah, that's just good. I probably yeah. have one or two people that I share honestly in the journey, probably two or three people max that yeah. I share honestly in the journey of, of my life and my things. I'm a very private person yes. for this very reason. Yes. Even though I'm an open book at the same time. Yeah. Like if I've written it in a book, fine, talk about it, do whatever you want. Yes. But don't talk about things that you don't know and haven't yeah. asked me questions on. Um, and, I, and I think about the... I think it's very important to recognize like people are just going to talk. Yes. It's not something we will ever be able to eradicate because insecurities and fear is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. However, try not to pander or bend to appeasing to your reputation. Yes. People are going to try and destroy your reputation no matter what. Yes. So as long as you know the truth, if you're, if, if you're keeping your own lane clear, mm then you'll be able to survive another day. Yes. And um, and I think just hold tightly to the friends that are kind, that are comforting, yeah. that are safe. Yes. They're very good on airtight confidence because yeah. they're like gold. And yes. I've got them and I, mm. I would do anything for them. I'd die for them. Yeah. Um, there aren't many of them. Yeah. But I would do anything for them. Yeah. Because, I, because yeah. they've proved to me time and time again when they got tested and mm. probably wanted to even defend me in mm-hmm. moments. They've kept yeah. the, the tongue very tied. Yeah. On purpose. Yes. Well, Carrie Lloyd, you're such an epitome of bravery. And so, well, I think I it's just... So. Yeah. I don't feel <laughs> No, you it. really... I mean, you, you are such a brave... You're in the arena, you know, the right. Theodore Roosevelt quote, mm-hmm. like... And so there's always going to be critics. And mm-hmm. I love... You're, you're someone that just inspires me because yeah. you are willing to keep, keep getting back up. You know, yeah, thank you. <laughs> because I think it's I think you've you've probably just accepted like, you know, it's yeah. going to be tough, but yeah. I'm going to focus on what your vision and, you know, yeah. what you actually feel called to do. Absolutely. Which thank is so you. powerful because I think a lot of people don't do brave things because of this very topic. Yeah, this is very distracting. <laughs> very. Yeah. Like they'll be like, all right, I'll just stay small because yeah. I don't want to be gossiped about yeah. Yeah, and so thank so you so really. much for coming on and bringing such wisdom to such my listeners. Honor. Thanks for having me. Oh, pleasure. I have to have you back it's again. Honor. Yes, yes. <laughs> So many things we could talk about. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks for ha- coming on today. Thanks, sweetheart. Yeah. Thanks for listening today. Please download, share with your friends and write a review. If you would like to book in a life coaching session with me, go to my website at www.ella-hooper.com or follow me on Instagram at Next Brave Thing Podcast.